0: The first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Over the humanity! Fires of frustration and discord are burning... Let us not forget for a moment the toils and efforts that lie ahead.
1: They say that those who forget their history are condemned to repeat it. This is the History Lessons Podcast with certified financial planning practitioner Patrick Huey. Author of History Lessons for the Modern Investor and your guide to financial wisdom in the past, present, and future. You
0: ready? Good. Let's get historical. Historical, indeed. This is the History Lessons Podcast for the week of October 23rd, 2023. I am still Patrick Huey, author of History Lessons for the Modern Investor. And if you're a modern investor seeking some historical perspective in these very interesting times, well, you're in the right place. This week, we'll be talking about recession research, going pop, and fantasy football realities. But first, the news. Yeah, the news for this week, Recession, what recession? Last week's data solidified that 2023 will not be the year that the economy contracts. Existing home sales in September declined by 2%, falling for the fourth consecutive month. Sales are now at the slowest pace since the 2008-2009 financial crisis. A surge in benchmark interest rates is obviously driving challenges in the housing market. 30-year fixed mortgage rates are now hovering near 8%, leading to a 40% increase in the monthly payments for the median existing home, including a 20% down payment. Meanwhile, housing starts in September increased by a solid 7%. Existing homeowners hesitate to list their properties due to low fixed mortgage rates that are already priced into their budget, and many prospective buyers are being forced to turn to new builds which is helping things like industrial production, which in September had a surprising 0.3% increase with gains across all major categories. Industrial activity has accelerated at a 5.2% annualized pace in the past three months. Retail sales in September were also strong with a 0.7% increase that beat expectations. Factoring in revisions to previous months, retail sales grew even faster at a 1% annual clip. Despite concerns about a recession, real GDP looks to have expanded at about a 4.7% annual rate in the third quarter, potentially the fastest pace of growth since 2014, excluding the COVID-related reopenings in 2020 and 2021. Rising rates should bring on a recession at some point, but not just yet. Next up, we'll charge the Wayback Machine and head back in time for this week's history lesson. But first, this word.
1: Interest rates are rising, and your annuity purchased in the last decade might not be keeping up, which means your financial plan may be falling behind. So if you own a deferred annuity, fixed, indexed, or variable worth more than $250,000, now is the time to review it and make sure it is doing all that it can for you and your financial plan. Let us help you keep your retirement on track. Introducing Victory Independent Planning. VIP turns complex financial matters into clear and confident solutions so you can relax and enjoy retirement whenever it arrives. Get the Annuity Review Kit now. This complimentary kit includes a variety of checklists, resources, and ebooks to review the fees, features, and flexibility, or lack thereof, in your current annuity contract. It will even help you assess your overall investment goals and the people who are offering you advice. Get the kit today, because you can't teach an old annuity new tricks. To learn how VIP can help you review your annuity, click on the link in the show notes. Or go to VictoryIndependentPlanning.com. That's VictoryIndependentPlanning.com. Sign up for peace of mind today.
0: Alexa, charge the Wayback Machine and set it for the year 2014 A.D.
1: Charging Wayback Machine.
0: On October twenty seventh, 2014, Taylor Swift released 1989, which she described as her first, quote, official pop album. Now, the album was a blockbuster hit. It won the Grammy Award for the Album of the Year, and it propelled Swift into the American media maelstrom. Taylor Swift, born on December 13th, 1989, in Redding, Pennsylvania, became a globally renowned American singer-songwriter. Before transitioning to pop music, she rose to prominence at a young age, primarily in the country music genre. Swift's career began in the early 2000s with the release of her self-titled debut album. She quickly gained recognition for her songwriting talent and her emotional depth, becoming one of the best selling music artists ever. <clears throat> Over the years, she's received numerous awards, including multiple Grammys, and her discography spans a range of chart topping albums like Fearless, 1989 and Red. Beyond her music, Swift is known for her advocacy on issues such as artist rights, and her personal life often captures media attention making her a prominent figure in both the entertainment and cultural landscapes. If you watch NFL football on Sundays or Monday nights or Thursday nights, you may have caught a glimpse of her over and over again while attending a Kansas City Chiefs game. Okay, here are a few lessons for the modern investor, courtesy of Taylor Swift's musical catalog. Shake it off. As Taylor Swift shakes off negativity, so should you. Not suggesting you need to be a Pollyanna, ignoring potential problems. But to be an investor means necessarily being a long-term optimist. Otherwise, why do it? Blank space. Just as Swift's character investigates her love interest, research is essential for the modern investor as well. Love story. Like a love story, focus on long-term results. Understand that anyone can have a bad day or two. Bad blood. Swift forms of bad relationships, and you too should be cautious about who you trust with your money. Avoid red flags and self-interest. Seek out a good emotional fit. Style. Taylor's song about enduring style is a reminder to spot and evaluate emerging trends. They may not ultimately be your style, but knowledge is power. Wildest Dreams. Don't let your investment goals be too fanciful. Have realistic expectations and set achievable financial goals, avoiding planning for overly ambitious returns. All too well. Swift's reflection on a past relationship teaches us to learn from mistakes. If an investment goes south, analyze what went wrong and apply the lessons in future decisions. Enchanted. Like Swift's song about fleeting connections, avoid becoming emotionally attached to your investments. Make your decision based on logic and analysis rather than sentiment. Begin again. Swift's song about starting anew can remind us that losses happen, but recovery is possible. After your setbacks, regroup, reassess, and spend some time learning before moving on. Finally, fearless. Taylor Swift's anthem of fearlessness can inspire confidence in all of us. But further understanding your capacity and preferences for risk will help you avoid those situations where you may not be so fearless after all.
1: Way back Machine Disengaged, returning to the year 2023.
0: And finally this week, it's on to the mailbag. You've got mail. This message came in from Tom. He writes on Substack, hey, one of your episodes a few weeks ago was about fantasy football. Seven games into the season, how's it going for you? Any lessons learned? Yeah, thanks for checking in on that. I'm happy to say that I'm atop the league right now at six and one, not a bad start. But just like investing, it's not about how you start. It's always about how you finish. Anyway, one of the things I did right this year, at least so far, was focus on a top-tier quarterback. I would never had one that I can remember, and with the fifth pick in this year's draft, I thought I had a chance. The effect of not having a top-tier quarterback on your fantasy football team in 2023 can be fairly significant. Largely depends on your league's scoring settings, roster structure, et cetera, but I'm in a 14-team league, so it gets pretty thin at all the skill positions pretty quickly. So if I'm not getting big points from the quarterback position, in my mind, that's a pretty big disadvantage. So there were three Tier 1 quarterbacks at the beginning of the season, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. Top-tier quarterbacks, often referred to as elite or Tier 1 quarterbacks, tend to deliver a higher ceiling, that is, higher scoring performances that can make or break your week. Without one of these elite options, you might experience more variability in your team's weekly point totals, as mid-tier and lower-tier quarterbacks can have more up-and-down performances. And even good skill players don't find the end zone or run for 100 yards every single game. That can put you in a disadvantage in a weekly head-to-head matchup, and that can mean more tallies in the L column throughout the year. So far, I've been lucky. I drafted Josh Allen as the number five overall pick behind Mahomes and Hurts, for which CBS Sports graded my draft strategy a D-minus. Yeah, I passed, but just barely. And that D-minus draft has led to a six and one record. Okay, what am I getting at here? First, that experts can be wrong. They clearly were in grading my draft. So feel shame, CBS Sports. And second, more importantly, the fantasy football right now is a lot like the stock market. A few names are dominant, and if you don't own them, you aren't seeing the big wins that others are. Through the beginning of October, Consortium of Colossal Corporations, has been instrumental in propping up the performance of the U.S. stock market. Since the commencement of 2003, the S&P 500 has demonstrated a decent above-long-term average return of 12.4%. But it's important to note that this index's composition is market cap-weighted, meaning that larger companies exert a more substantial influence within the index than smaller companies. Conversely, during the same time frame, an equal weight iteration of the index, where each company is allotted an identical weighting, irrespective of its size, has exhibited barely any gain at all, just 0.1%. Indeed, the top seven stocks within the S&P 500 are driving nearly all of the returns year to date. And so if you don't own these stocks, it's like missing a top tier quarterback. When your quarterback's not elite, your fantasy team might need stronger contributions from other positions. So you better draft well there and constantly be on the lookout for waiver wire pickups. But ultimately not having a top tier quarterback doesn't necessarily mean you can't succeed in fantasy football. Just might require a more strategic approach, a focus on a well-rounded team and a willingness to adapt to changing circumstances. Same is true of investors. Of course, you could just go buy the high flyers, you could trade your entire team for Josh or Jalen, but if they get hurt, it's going to be a disaster. And with earning season in full swing, the same caution applies to mindlessly trying to capture performance that has already happened. Hey, for some real fantasy football advice, check out my fellow Pitt alum, J.J. Zacharyson. Like me, he's on Apple and Spotify and his show, The Late Round Podcast. He's helped me see that a lot of the biases investors demonstrate, like recency bias and the hot hand fallacy, apply to the fantasy football world, too. It's made me a more thoughtful fantasy manager. But then it's easy to be thoughtful when you're six and one. Well, my fellow historians, that's all for this week. Be sure to check out my book, History Lessons for the Modern Investor. That's available on Amazon.com. And be sure to do all the social stuff. Like this episode. Follow us wherever you see or hear your podcasts. We're available on Substack, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even YouTube. Until next week, we'll take another rollicking romp through the past and make an investment for your future with history lessons for the modern investor. See you next week.